Let's appreciate all of our teachers and everyone that works in kids' ministry because these guys are doing an incredible job in a very small area. You put that many kids back there, and they're like in one room, okay? And what we've found, what we have found in our experience is uh, the greatest challenge of having church is doing kids' ministry and doing kids' ministry well. And so those of you that are serving and working in kids' ministry, we certainly appreciate you. And uh, if you're interested in serving and you have, you have children, you're interested in serving, uh, that would be incredible. That would be wonderful. Uh, you can talk to, you can talk to uh, uh, Pastors Jason and, and uh, Jerry Applegate or Pastor Debbie. You can talk to them, and they can give you more information uh, about that. But we certainly appreciate them. We're praying for them, and they're doing a great job, doing a great job. Would you give our kids' ministries uh, a hand, our leaders a hand? Amen. It's so vital. It's so, it's so important, every, everything that they do, because we have no idea uh, who that God is giving us an opportunity to train and, and shape and teach uh, a, ch- a child. The, the, the next Billy Graham might be in our kids' ministry. We don't, we don't know. And so we uh, continue to lead and inspire them, and uh, we want to lead. We want to inspire our teachers because uh, they're, they're doing a great job. Ephesians chapter 5, a few weeks ago I read some of these verses, and I'd like to, I'd like to uh, share uh, some of these with you again. And I know that some, for some folks these are difficult. This is a difficult passage, but I'm just the newsboy, okay? Don't shoot me. God says it, okay? And so, uh, but just some things I want to point out today. The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23. It says, for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He's the savior of, the, of his body, the church. And as the church submits to Christ, so, so wives so, should submit to your husbands in everything. That's very difficult in this age that we live in. I understand that's, it's difficult to grasp that. But the, but the scripture tells us for husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church and he gave up his life for her. We've been talking about making marriage a masterpiece, and I don't know if this will be the last uh, part of this series, but I just had some, some uh, ideas and things that I wanted to share with you before we concluded. Last week, I was driving across the Missouri River Bridge and, um, in Jefferson City, and I saw, I saw a wounded pigeon that had been hit by a car, all right? The pigeon was still alive, and it was fluttering on the ground, had a, had a broken wing, and it was trying to rise up, but it was impossible. And all this happened in a split second. Cars are going by, uh, and, and, and I noticed this. There was another pigeon that swooped down to try to aid the pigeon that had been wounded. And, and then a car came, and it had to swoop up, and then I saw that car went right over the top. It didn't, it didn't hit the pigeon. It went, the two wheels were able to straddle that thing and went right over the top. And that pigeon would, would go up and down, and, and, and it was trying its best to aid that wounded pigeon. And I watched that, and I was totally amazed. And then, believe it or not, and I really don't even know how it happened, but miraculously, that other pigeon was able to go down and retrieve that wounded pigeon, and then 
flew off out of my sight. And I thought, man, that, I can't believe, I just cannot, cannot imagine what I just saw. And so I went home, I started thinking about that and uh, wondering about that and contemplating that pigeons. Wow, why would, why would a pigeon want to help and, and possibly be killed trying to save another pigeon? Well, I found out something very interesting as I began to research pigeons. Pigeons mate for life, all right? They're one of the, one, one of the animals uh, that, that, that mates for life. And what I had seen was this. I saw a pigeon trying to save the life of its God-given mate. And here's the deal, <laughs> okay? Now, now, to those... Guys, you might be sitting there and think, man, that husband was doing a wonderful job. We don't know. <laughs> the male pigeon might have been the wounded pigeon. I don't know. I have no way of knowing. Only God knows that, whether it was the male or the female. But I thought about that, and I thought, man, that's a good illustration when I talk about marriage, that you and I can learn a great lesson from Pigeons, especially a heroic pigeon that was willing to risk its life to save the life of its companion. Uh, I thought about these verses, in fact, in Ephesians chapter 5, where Paul teaches that Christ gave himself for the church. Christ gave himself for you and I as his bride. And it says this, that we should be willing husbands, to lay down our life for our wives. Now, I know that idea completely conflicts with our selfish, uh, self-seeking culture, but we learned last week this. Marriage is not from man. Marriage is from God. And God wrote the laws of marriage, and we would do well. Husbands and wives, we would do very well if we would get back to basics and get back to the original intent of what God gave for marriage. And so we're going to continue this series this morning, Making Marriage a Masterpiece. And this is where we left off last week, okay? You ready for it? That we should honor and respect our spouse. Very important. Honor and respect. So many times, it's all about ourselves. It's all about honor and honoring and respecting ourselves. It's, it's, it's all about us receiving the care and us receiving, uh, receiving whatever it is that we need in our, in our life. But I believe that the Scripture fully supports this notion, idea, that we honor and respect our spouse. Don't let time dull you down because familiarity can bring complacency into our life. Familiarity can, can cause us to be brass and abrasive toward our spouse. And so here's what we got to do. We've got to guard ourselves against boredom. And we just got to keep getting up every single day and moving forward. And rather than, uh, than criticizing, you know what we're going to do? We're going to honor and respect our spouse. 
rather than, than talking about all of our problems with everybody else, if, if we're married, rather than talking about our problems, rather than, rather than going to work and, and bashing our spouse and talking about all their failures and shortcomings, that we honor them. That when we speak to others about our spouse, that we talk about the best of things, not the worst of things. This is what God is telling us to do, to honor our spouse, and life is too short to spend all of our time criticizing the person that God has put in our life. It's, life is too short to continually find fault time after time, day after day, but we make a choice every single way of how we are going to respond to our spouse, and I encourage you this morning to honor your spouse by having the right spirit and the right attitude toward them continually. Respond in a positive way. Honor and respect your spouse. Don't criticize your spouse in public. Get this. Don't argue with other people with your spouse in front of other people, okay? Don't air your dirty laundry. Don't air your grievances with your spouse in front of other individuals. Don't embarrass your spouse, but rather honor your spouse. Use kind words. Use productive words that are going to build love and they're going to build trust. And when we talk to our spouse, we want to praise them. We want to honor them. We want to respect them. And sometimes we've been married so long, we're just tired of even trying. Okay? We're just worn out. We're just beat down. We're just, we're just going through the motions of marriage. But the scripture supports the idea and tells us to honor and respect. Make honor and respect a priority in your marriage. If you want to keep your marriage fresh, make honor and respect a priority. Make it important. Make it something you do every single day. We want to honor and respect our spouse spiritually. Understand this. You cannot serve God for your spouse. Okay? I had a lady walk to my office one, one time, and she was trying to make her husband into being, you know, Billy Sunday or whoever, T.D. Jakes or someone. I said, that's not who, ma'am, that's not who you married, okay? You married, you married an individual. He was not even a Christian. He was not called to preach, but somehow or other you want to get him saved and, and make him a preacher. It's never going to happen. Res honor and respect the man that you married, honor and respect the person that God has put in your life. Do not belittle them. You can pray for them, but your spouse has got to serve God for themselves, and every one of us will one day stand before God. You know, I, I, we go to men's conferences uh, from time to time, and I notice most of the men's conferences that we go to they're not talking to men about their responsibilities. They're not talking to men about being a better husband. They're not talking to men about being a better father. You know what they're talking about? They're trying to get men fired up. They're trying to get men to do this, and they're trying to get men to, to become super saints. 
Maybe I'll say it like that, okay? But what we, as, as men, we just need to take responsibility for God if God has given us a wife to take responsibility for leading our wife and caring for our wife. We just need to take responsibility for our children and love our children and guide our children. I've said this many times before. Noah preached. Noah, God told Noah a flood was coming. Okay, and Noah preached for 120 years, and the only people he got, and they all laughed at Noah, okay, they all made fun of, of Noah. He preached for 120 years. The only people he got on that boat was his immediate family, okay? My ministry starts with my immediate family, okay? You got to understand this. You got to get this. So my job is not just to get men fired up. My job, first and foremost, is to get men to take responsibility and to love and to care and to honor and respect their wife and to love and to care and to honor their children in everything that we do because we could become great evangelist, we could speak in tongues, we could do all kinds of miracles, and we could totally miss the opportunity that God has put in our own home and God has put in our own life. And that's what is really important. And that is what is going to make difference in, in generational. That's, that's, that's going to make, make a difference next, you know, in, in five years or 10 years or 20 or 30 or 50 years. It'll make all the difference in the world. So honor and respect your spouse spiritually. You can encourage your spouse in the things of God. You can pray for your spouse in the things of God, but don't nag or badger your spouse about spiritual things. Pray for them. Model Christ before them and love them, but honor and respect them spiritually. We've got to honor and respect our spouse by making decisions together. Ephesians chapter 5 declares tough statement. The husband is the head of the wife. The husband is the head of the family. Man, that's a tough pill to swallow. You say, well, I don't really like that. That's part of the Bible that I just really don't, <laughs> don't like. But I'll tell you this. I don't want to make a decision that my wife is completely against. I think I talked to you about that a little bit last week. We're going to work toward agreement. We're going to walk in agreement. Marriage is not meant to be a power struggle, but rather there should be flexibility, adaptability. We can actually be so rigid, gentlemen. We can be so restrictive. We can be so rigid that we push our wife away, that we push our children, children away with, with our rigid, negative, cynical ideas. But we need, to, we need to love and encourage our spouse and love and encourage our children. We can listen to new ideas without Prejudging. So the first thing I'm talking to you about today is this. Let's honor and respect our spouse. Gentlemen, honor and respect your wife. Lady, ladies, honor and respect your husband. This is the will of God. Point number two. We've got to raise the value of our home and marriage. Anyone here trying to purchase a home right now? Is there anyone in the market? Alonzo's trying to purchase a home, okay? I've noticed... I'm noticing the price of everything is skyrocketing right now, okay? I'm not talking about the price of gas, okay? I'm talking about everything. I'm talking about automobiles. I just cannot believe the price of automobiles, where they've gone, the price of homes. We come home from church, I don't know, a few months ago. We come home from, from, from church one Sunday, and our neighbor had a homemade sign, 
okay? And the homemade sign said, and it really wasn't a very good homemade sign, and it just, it was just stuck there by his driveway. It said, open house, $260,000. Stuck it there in the yard. And I thought, huh, wonder if they have any lookers. The next day we left, the sign was gone. We didn't think much about the sign. And like two weeks passed, and another family moved in there. I guess the sign worked. You know, the sign that someone came, a homemade sign that was, that was made with crayons, okay, and construction. It worked because someone saw the value in that home. You know, a lot of times, it seems like everyone else's marriage is more valuable than ours. It seems like everyone's life is more valuable than ours. It seems like God is blessing everyone else. It seems like everyone else has got problems. You know, everyone, no, everyone else has got answers, but we got problems. You ever feel that way before? We've got to raise the value of our home. We've got to raise the value of our marriage. We've got to raise the value of the relationships that God has put into our lives today. Don't undervalue your marriage. Know this, your marriage and your home is a work in progress. I'm not talking about uh, mortar and bricks and, and lumber, okay? I'm talking about your, your home, your family, your marriage. Don't undervalue it. Don't ridicule it. Don't condemn it. Don't talk it down, but we, we got to know this, that we're working on our marriage. Don't get impatient. The biggest problem we've got today is we get, we're so bored so easily, okay? And here's what happens to bored people. We just quit. We just give up. We just, we, we could have had a breakthrough, but we just quit on it. We just gave up, okay? And, and really, success is just trying one more time. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's what success is. It's, 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 yeah, you got knocked down, but we're going to get back up, okay? Yeah, we had some setbacks, but we're going to get back up. Yeah, we had to file bankruptcy, but we're going to get back up, okay? This happened or that happened. Yeah, we had some disappointments in our marriage, but we're going we're gonna to get back up. We've got too many folks nowadays that's ready to quit and ready to give up because they don't see the value in what God has placed in, in their life. But every single marriage, and every, if, if you're, whether you're married or whether you're single today, every single family needs care and needs maintenance. And do not become weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you do not faint. you got to understand this. We got to get up every single day. We got to get up and we got to give it the very best that we have. We've got to we got to raise the value of our marriage. We got to raise the value of our family. We got to raise the value of of those that God has put around us. We need to make our home a place of refuge. There's a lot of homes today and they are a literal war zone. But our home should be a safe place. Our home should be a place of rest and total renewal. There should be stability in your home. There ought to be security in your home. Your home ought to be a safe place. You know, this winter we've had some pretty treacherous weather, you know, and sometimes Debbie and I are sitting there. We're all by ourselves. We're sitting there in the living room having a bowl of soup. It's like, thank God 
we got a roof over our head. You know, thank God for your blessings. It, it's, you know, to, to someone that's a millionaire or a billionaire might not look like much, but it's a blessing. And, and don't undervalue the, the, the marriage. Don't under, undervalue your home. Don't undervalue your life today. I know we can look at our problems. We can look at our difficulties. And we say, we're never going to get through this junk. But if you'll keep getting up every day and you'll keep raising the value every single day, do not. Life is full of storms. Let let there be calm in your home. In the midst of the storms of life, in the midst of the blizzards of life, let your home be a safe place. Do not allow the storms of life to penetrate your marriage or to penetrate your home. Home ought to be a comfortable place. Home ought to be a place where we can laugh. It ought to be a good place to be. It ought to be a relaxing place. Let me grab a little drink of water, okay? It ought to be an enjoyable place. I don't know. I, it's just the idea I get from my kids, my, our, our, our children, Brandon, Ethan, Lauren. It's just a kind of a vibe I get that we would all just be rather be hanging out together than anything else you know seems like the best vacations we go on are just like we take the whole entourage we're like a, a caravan when we go somewhere okay we go rent a house somewhere and we have a have a blast Debbie and I just we just sit around and just listen and just laugh and then sometimes they're making fun of me you know <laughs> imagine that okay no place yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Home ought to be a place of laughter. Ought to be a good place. Ought to be a relaxing place. Ought to be an enjoyable place. Our homes should be filled with happiness and contentment. There's those of you that's sitting here today. There's those that's watching online say, my home is not that. It is a work in progress. It's, re it's seeing the value. It's raising the value. Several years ago, we had someone to come to the church. I, I wasn't even thinking about sharing this. But several years ago, we had someone come to the church on a Sunday. There was a tenor, tenor of church. They said, you know, this afternoon, we're going to go outside of Columbia here. We're going to buy a house for $20,000. Wow, that's pretty good. So the next day, I got a phone call. It's like, hey, Pastor Bob, we're not going to buy that house. You guys want to buy it? So we went over and looked at it and said, yeah, why, why not? We could go. And Brian and I went over there and looked at it. We could go over there and throw a coat of paint on this place, and we could put a roof on it, and we could flip it, and we could make some money and go to Hawaii. We got this idea. But we made a mistake. We took another guy from the church over there, and he said, hey, let's make it a fundraising project for the church. Okay? Because he told us this, there's value in this house. So what we did was we bought the house. We basically tore it almost completely down and rebuilt it, and yes, there was a tremendous amount of value in that property. Why? Because someone had enough foresight not to say, oh, it ought to just be torn down. It ought to just be totally destroyed. Someone saw the value in it, and then we took that and we ran with it. There's value in your home. There's value in your marriage. Don't quit on your marriage right now. Don't give up on your family right now. There's value there. 
And we're going to raise the value. We're going to do whatever we can. We're not going to get bored. We're not going to get complacent. We're not going to get tired. We're going to get up and give it the best we got every single day. Okay? A lot of people think Debbie and I have got a great marriage, and we do, but it's taken many decades of, of consistently and building. We're raising the value. Get this, an important point. Raise the value with your maturity. We just need to grow up. We just need to be the man or woman that God intended for us to grow into. We've got to get rid of the cynicism. We've got to, you've got to get control of your temperament. There's some spouses and we're walking on eggshells all the time. You know why? Because our husband or even our wife is getting ready to explode at any time. Okay, And as soon as they explode, conversation is over. Dialogue is over. And so some spouses are trying to tiptoe their way through their marriage on eggshells for, because if they don't, they're, they're good, their mate is going to explode. That is unsustainable. And eventually your marriage is going to implode and it will collapse. Know this. You say, well, my wife really doesn't seem to mind it when I blow up like that. Listen, she minds it, okay? And it's taking a toll. It's taking a toll on your marriage. It's taking a toll on your family. It's taking a toll on the relationship. And what we need to do is we just need to grow up. We're going to raise the value with maturity. If you need counseling, get it. If you've got a problem with temper and anger and bitterness, you've got to get counseling. You've got to get over it. You've got to admit your your problem with temper, and you have got to grow up. You know, there's some people that I know in my life, and I'm just, I grew up with a guy. uh, He was a a good friend of mine, and you couldn't say anything to this guy without him blowing up and getting mad. You know, and he'd be all in your face. I finally got tired of that, and I decided I don't want to hang out with this guy anymore. I don't need a friend like that. We can be, we can be friends and acquaintances from a great distance, but I don't need that kind of a relationship. There's got to be open communication. There are people right now that I know that I'm, I've got to watch what I say to them because if I don't, they're going to blow up and get mad, Okay. And so we got to be mindful of what we say to one another. We've got to be mindful of the words that we choose with one another. We've got to just grow up. We raise the value with maturity. We raise the value by love and commitment. We support one another. We're choosing our words carefully. We're demonstrating our love tirelessly, and this is really key. It's not just talking about it because we can say it. We've got to demonstrate it with our actions, and we're encouraging, and we're building up our spouse. If we're single, if we're a single parent, we're encouraging, and we're building up our children. We're encouraging. We're building up our family. We're building up our home is what we're doing. We're raising the value with love. We're exhibiting genuine love and appreciation with our actions and our choices and our decisions. We're telling our spouse and our children and our family members that we love them 
And more importantly, or, or just as important, we're showing them that we love them. One of the greatest, one of my happiest memories as a child. Are you ready to hear it? Are you ready for it? Yeah. One of the happiest memories of my, of my childhood. Let me see where I'm at here, okay? One of my happiest memories was when my dad came home. I was five years old. And my dad came home from work a little bit early. And when he came home, he brought flowers for my mom. And he brought a small gift for me and one for my older sister and one for my younger sister. And that, I was only five years old. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but I still got that memory of that day in my heart and mind. And there was laughter, and there was joy, and there were smiles, and it's something that I will never forget. We've got to work <laughs> at establishing those types of times. We've got to work. I'm closing. We've got to, we've got to work. We've got to raise the value by establishing family traditions. We've got to raise the value by establishing memory-making moments and events. And those things can center around a birthday. They can center around a holiday. More than likely, center around Christmas. Whatever the case. And, and a lot of us are using this excuse. Well, we just don't have any money. We're just, we're flat broke. We can't do that. Listen, there's a park that you can go to. There's a place that you can go to. You see, life is a series of memorable events here's the problem with getting older okay it's not that I look so bad <laughs> it's not that I feel so bad the problem with getting older is I'm losing a lot of my good friends that they're slipping away they're passing away into eternity okay but here's what I got Joe here's what I got they continue to live in the times that we spent together. They continue to live in the memory-making moments of when we were crazy teenagers driving around in our cars together and doing all kinds of things. Life is a series of memorable events. And when our loved ones pass from this life, they're gonna continue to live in my memory and your memory by the times that we shared together. So here's what we need to do. We're going to make good memories. We're going to raise the value by making good memories. It doesn't cost a lot of money. Every road trip, every day trip <laughs> is a memory-making adventure. Every time. And there's so many places we could drive to in an hour or two. There are places that we could drive to in 15 minutes. And we could have a memory-making adventure event you know we raise the value God, God wants us to honor and respect our spouse you say well I'm not married honor and respect those people that God has put in your life honor those people that's important to you honor your, your parents honor and respect your parents don't fight with them all the time don't bicker with them don't 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 uh, get into a battle with him every time you see him, love him, care for him. 
Honor and respect your children. Love your children. Love the people around about you. Love and care for your nieces and nephews. Love and care for your co-workers. Those people that give you a difficult time, love them, care for them, respect them, pray for them, encourage them, build them up. That's what we got to do. And we got to raise the value of our home. We got to raise the value of our marriage. We're raising the value of our family today. We're, We're growing up. We're learning. We're becoming what God wants us to be. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about be the solution, not the problem. Got some things I want to share with you this week, next week. Let's close with prayer. Let's close today. And then we're going to stand and we're going to sing. Dear God, this morning, we just thank you, Lord. First of all, for Jesus Christ, our Savior. He was our example. Christ gave his life for his bride, the church. Every believer, he gave himself for her. He was the example for husbands. He was the example for leaders that he cared so much that he laid everything down for his bride. I pray God as husbands that we will be willing to give ourselves fully and wholly and unconditionally in this covenant relationship, in this covenant marriage. Help us. There are those that are here today that are single parents. God, help us, Lord, to be willing to lay down our life for our children. I pray, God, to help us, Lord, to build and encourage those people that's in our life, whether it be our parents, our nieces, our nephews, whoever it is that God has put in our life. Let us raise the value of other people. Let us respect other people. We can pray for them. We can be a model of Christ before them. Help us, I pray, in these things. I pray for marriages that need to be healed. There's there's a marriage right now that needs to be healed. There's a relationship, a severed relationship that needs restoration. And God, you are the God of rebuilding and restoration and the God of renewal. Lord, we just bring all this to you. Help us not to become bored. Help us not to become complacent. Help us not to become so immature and so caught up in ourself and in our selfishness they were unwilling to give and unwilling to bend. But help us. Teach us your ways, Lord. Help us, God, I pray in these things. Help us, I pray. Heal us today. Help us, God. We're getting up every day. We're rising up every single day. We're seeing the blessing in our home. We're not looking at what's wrong, but we're looking at what's right. We're grateful, God, for your blessings. Help us, I pray, in all these things. Bring healing, bring restoration to marriages and homes. Bring healing and restoration to lonely, broken people today. We thank you for these things in Christ's name. Amen. Let's stand this morning. Let's spend a few moments.